Hello, and welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different cities, are at three different life stages, and have three different perspectives. They are excited to learn and grow alongside of you. This is a space full of love and acceptance, no judgment, because let's face it, we all sleep in our makeup. Please welcome Lauren, Megan, and Kristen. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another week of the podcast. I wanted to introduce our guest today. Her name is Nicole Ingram, and she is a mom entrepreneur. She's a mom of two little ones and also has started her own business called Bella Bars, which I got to taste some of the bars in between after recording, and they are delicious. Let me tell you, they have flavors such as cinnamon roll, mint chocolate chip, peanut raspberry, So definitely a bar that is surprising because it tastes so good, but it's actually very low in sugar because after she was diagnosed with gestational diabetes, she realized there was kind of a gap in the market for a really good tasting bar, still low sugar and low carbs to meet all the nutritional requirements that goes along with diabetes. So super excited for y'all to get to know her and to try her bars you can go to bellabars.com. She's offering our listeners 15% off with code slept in my makeup. So definitely go check her out and check out the bars, order you some because they're delicious. Thank y'all for being here and we hope you enjoy. Hey, Lulu. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to another week. Uh, Sadly, we're missing KK today, but she'll be back next week. But we do have an amazing guest. We have Nicole Ingram here with from Bella Bars, and we cannot wait to tell you all about her and all about her bars. So we're just going to jump right in. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is great. Awesome. Yay. Well, I'd love to just kind of find out more about you, where you grew up, and how you have gotten to where you are today with starting your company, Bella Bars. Yeah. So I was actually born in New York and then moved to Florida when I was younger and went to Florida State. And then I went back to New York um, in my young 20s to go live in the city. And that was fun. And then I actually randomly met my husband here in Dallas. Um, I was here for work at a bar and I moved (laughs) about nine months later to Dallas. Never never had been to Texas before. So um, funny. Yeah. Yeah. How fate works like that. So I've been here for a little over eight years and yeah, just Dallas is great. I love the area. So it's been a great experience. That's awesome. And you guys have two little ones. We do. So Bella, the whole reason why we are here, she is two and a half. And then I have a four and a half year old named Lucas, very opposite. Lucas is very obedient and just a great kid. And Bella is just very independent, (laughs) wild, uh, spirited. We like to call her. She's definitely going to change the world someday. I hope so. (laughs) That's amazing. I love Uh it. That's so cute. I feel like you have to have one and the other. I feel like I have like a mix in both of my kids, weirdly. Like one's not the most spirited. It's like at different times. (laughs) It's like (laughs) I never just chill. One of them's always going crazy. So (laughs) I feel you. But anyways, so your background is in fashion sales, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to New York after college, I actually worked for Steve Madden. Um, in their sales division for about three years. And then when I moved to Dallas, I worked for Fossil um, in their handbag division. Yeah. For about three years. And then. So 
let's dive into, so you have a full-time job, a full-time mama, and you decided to become a full-time entrepreneur. Right. <laughs> so um, let, tell us and our listeners how Bella Bars got started and just kind of what that birth story, no pun intended, um, <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? Yeah. So probably about three years ago, yeah, it was around three years ago, I actually was diagnosed with gestational diabetes when I was pregnant with my daughter, Bella. And I first, when I got the results, I was kind of in shock. I I felt like I ate pretty well. I exercised and then came to realize like, it honestly has nothing to do with that. It's honest, it's more genetic than anything. Mm -hmm. But when I sat down and kind of went through what that means, the hardest part for me, so being gestational diabetic, you have to, you know, check your blood sugar four times a day. You constantly have to drink, you have to um, eat every two hours. But the the hardest part for me and a lot of other people that I've talked to is really trying to find what to eat. And, you know, being a busy mom on the go, especially having a job, I needed something that I could just throw in my purse that I didn't have to think about. Okay, I had to make sure that I had low carbs, protein was high, and the sugar was low. And it's kind of that right balance that you have to have. And it's really hard to find things that meet that nutritional requirement, but actually taste good. And that was my thing. I was like, okay. So my dietitian was like, here's a list of all the snacks that you can have. And, you know, they range from hummus with carrots. I'm like, I can't, how, how am I going to eat that on the go? And then she's like, or you can do these protein snack bars. So I went to Whole Foods and I got a list of them and I tried them all. And I'm like, these don't taste that good. I'm like, I don't like these at all. It was the texture. You know, they tasted fake. You could taste the artificial sugar. And I was like, there's got to be a better way, right? So I I went online and I did a bunch of research and I, I noticed all these other pregnant, um, you know, moms that had gestational diabetes were like, what do I eat for a snack? This is so difficult. And so it kind of dawned on me that was there was really this need in the marketplace for something like this. And so long story short, I told my husband, I said, I think I'm going to create bars for gestational diabetics. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's yeah. great. You don't have a food background. You have no idea where to start. But he's super supportive and he's like, okay, like if that's what you want to do, go for it. So long story short, I just kind of started from there. I actually tried to make them myself, which was comical. And I realized <laughs> I realized it was more of a science than it was, you know, just putting things together because to hit the right nutritional facts that I wanted and that you needed, there's no way I could have done it myself. So I actually had a couple of recipe developers and then found one amazing one that actually has been with me for a year and a half and kind of brought the product to life. Um, And yeah, we went through about over 150 iterations of the bars, um, different flavors. I mean, name a flavor, we tried it. And she's actually in Chicago. So she would make them. And then she would send them to me here in Dallas. And yeah, and we kind of like formulated it from there. And then finally, like we're able to kind of hone in on what exact flavors we wanted to do, get the right nutritionals we wanted, And then make sure the packaging was right. And then finally find a production company that would actually take me because I was so small, but I needed, I needed a production facility to make. Wow. And where is that facility? Yeah. So it's actually in Pennsylvania. They're a candy company that actually takes on small entrepreneurs. um, They call it co-packing. 
And so they basically got my recipe. I sent them all the ingredients and then they were able to make my bars in their facility, wrap them, and then they ship them to me here in Dallas. Nice. And then do you plan to do the distribution from Dallas? Yes. So all the distribution is from Dallas. And so currently that's the model we're going with. And then if I work with a distribution company down the line, then, you know, we'll, we'll cross that path. But right now it's here. I love hearing stories where people go through and experience themselves and then realize that there's actually kind of a gap in the marketplace, like you said, and then take it on yourself to, to solve the problem and not just for yourself, but for so many others. And I imagine that it won't have just helped the moms with gestational diabetes, but also everybody will enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. So You know, they're gluten-free, they're keto-friendly, they're low-carb, low-sugar. My initial, you know, the initial reason why I started this was because of a need that I felt was in the marketplace. But as I I did more research and talked to more people, to your point, it wasn't just about people who have gestational diabetes or type 1, type 2 diabetic. It's really a good snack for everyone just looking for like a low-sugar, healthier alternative. And the thing is, mm-hmm. we worked really hard to make sure the ingredients were, you know, some ingredients that you could actually pronounce. That was one of the other things I wanted to yes. make sure. So, you know, the main the main base is almond flour, but we really tried to make sure the sweetener was monk fruit, um, you know, and we have agave inulin in it, which helps with the fiber. So, you know, just making like a, a bar that you feel good about eating and you know that when you eat it, you're like, okay, like I know this is good. It's you know, it's, it's made with good ingredients. I love that. Cause I'm actually a bar lover. Like I oh, get bar oh. Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I am a, always on the search for a good bar because I am always on the go. I have a full-time job like you, two kids have some side hustles going on. Yeah. So I honestly find food like the most annoying part of my life. Cause I don't <laughs> like to cook. I love food, but I just like, <laughs> sounds so ridiculous, but I just feel like I don't have time to like think about what I need to eat. And then I end up in trouble because I'm starving and I eat something bad. So I think like a healthy bar is always like a great snack for me. So I can't wait to try them. I know they're on the way to my house. So <laughs> yes, I'll yes. be fully reporting back and I'm sure I will love them because they, all those ingredients you just mentioned, I sound delicious. So yeah. well, And what I was going to say is I love the fact when I look at the ingredients on something and every single ingredient, I could probably make it in my own kitchen if I wanted mm-hmm. to, or I could go buy that ingredient at the store, you know? So that's super comforting compared to those where, like you said, you can't even pronounce it much, know what it is. You right. Know? Exactly. So. I was like Googling. I'm like, what are these ingredients they're putting in when I was doing research on other bars? And I was like, yeah, we got we to gotta get a better way here. Yeah. Well, we were chatting before we started recording and I already told you, but I'll be your hard critic because unlike Megan, I am not a fan of bars. I've tried so many and I go through kind of phases because it, like you said, it's just convenient. You can throw it in your purse, Mm -hmm. leave it in your car, whatever. But it just never sticks for me because I haven't tried one where I'm like, oh, this actually tastes good. So Right. And I feel like (laughs) the ones that actually you like, like you look on the back and you're like, that's a lot of sugar or like that's, that's a lot of fat that's in that bar, you know? And you're like, well, maybe, maybe I'll stick to something else. So yeah, I'm definitely excited for you guys to try them. That's so cool. That's so exciting. So in your 
journey of starting Bella Bars. Can you share with us? I think that, you know, we did an entrepreneur series not that long ago, and there's always bumps in the road mm-hmm. whenever you're getting started or at whatever point in the journey. So if you don't mind sharing with us just maybe what some of those bumps have been for you and maybe how you overcame them or what you might suggest to listeners that want to start something themselves. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think like you name it, it's happened. And my recipe developer is funny because she's, I'm like, you won't believe what happened. She's like, well, yeah, I do. Because this seems to, this seems to be a trend. I'm like, okay, it hasn't been the easiest road. I think one thing, obviously I started, you know, I got these bars produced in January of 2020. And we had oh, a full launch rollout um, happening in March. And obviously, as the world knows, um, you know, everything kind of shut down. And I actually shut down the company for four months because I just didn't really know what was going to happen, just like everybody else. And I think that was really difficult for me because I had put so much time and effort. And then there was just so many unknowns. Um especially because I wanted to do more localized retailers. And obviously, a lot of them weren't open. Um, And so that was really tough. But I think, for me, it kind of really helped hone in on like what I needed to do during that timeframe. And for me, it was more than focus on the online business, because I knew that local retailers probably weren't going to be able to take this product. um, And I didn't really know when when that timeframe was going to be where they were able to. So I think that was hard. I think, you know, with COVID came uh, hard, it was really hard for me to get ingredients. So there was a lot of lag time with ingredients just because everybody didn't know if, you know, COVID was going to transfer through food or what that looked like. And there was, there was a lot of shortages of products um, during that time frame, And then also too, for my production facility, um, So because of COVID, they had to have very strict regulations on how many people could actually be in the production facility. And so that pushed us back almost six months um, from when we wanted to start. So that was really tough. I went through, I have a production company now. I had one previously that just didn't seem to work out. And I had all my ingredients there and they just couldn't fulfill what uh, they said they were going to do. So I actually had to ship all my ingredients from Chicago. And then I found this other one, other production facility I'm at currently in Pennsylvania. And so I had to ship all my ingredients over to this new one and then basically restart again um, because you have to do a trial run before you can actually do a full production run. So I had to redo the trial run again um, based on everything that happened with, you know, covid it just kind of kept delaying the time frame of when we were supposed to launch. And then we finally launched, which was great. And we did really well. Uh, we launched back in July. We had a really good feedback from all of our customers. And then honestly, I just didn't make enough. And so we ran into a supply issue. And then we ran into another issue where we really needed to hone in on production and the shelf life of the bars. Mm-hmm. So initially we wanted to do uh, like a three to six month shelf life, but we realized we needed to kind of make that longer because just from a retail perspective and, and everybody else, all the consumers too wanted the shelf life to be a little longer. 
So we did another six months of shelf life studies, changed some of the ingredients up. So it hasn't been the easiest road. So I went from, I launched in (laughs) July of 2020 and then just relaunched last week of 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, there was a big gap there. And so we just like, honestly, I just wanted to make sure the product was right the second time around and I had enough inventory to kind of fulfill the need and make sure the production process was like where it needed to be. So if people, if I did run out, it wouldn't be months before, it would only be weeks before we'd be able to, to get back in stock. Right. So what do you think for you personally gave you, like, what did you go to as far as your toolbox (laughs) to keep pressing forward or pivot when you needed to pivot or to just keep going? What is it for you that does that for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, I'll be honest, there were times and I sat like, and I was like, I don't know if this is like it for me. Like I, you know, it just seemed like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And I said, you know, maybe like this was a great idea, but maybe I'm just over my head. I'm like, this is an industry I don't know anything about. You know, I kind of took this on a whim and it was project that I wanted to see through, but like, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a little over my head. And, um, My recipe developer is amazing and she actually is a female entrepreneur and she owns her own food science company. And she like sat me down one day over the phone and she's like, listen, she's like, you need to see this through. She's like, you have a great product and I know you've had a lot of issues and roadblocks and COVID, but she's like, you believe in this and other people like need to need to try these bars because they love them. And she's like, anybody that tastes them, love them, but like, you really need to see this through. And for me also, like, it was for my kids and my daughter, especially she's two, she has no idea what's going on. But like, (laughs) I could, I like, I could just see like 10 years old and like, yeah, mommy started this company, but like, I gave up. So, you know, like, I want to set an example for her that like, when things get tough, like you still have to push through. And that was kind of the motivation for me um, to kind of to see it through. Yes. That's so sweet. I love that. We just recently posted a quote on the gram that said, when your why has heart, the how grows legs. And so you just kind of reminded me of that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I I always had to go back to my why too, like why I started this in the first place and why I'm so passionate about it. And it's hard when things happen, like you kind of lose that. And so you just need to refocus and get back to why, why you started. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. That's awesome. So where like retailers so far, like where can people buy the bars currently? Yeah. So, I mean, the website, our website, the Bella Bars, um, we ship nationally, but here locally in Dallas, we've been very fortunate. So um, the juice bar that's in four locations um, in the DFW area, they carry them. I love juice bar and Alan McKinney and Hillcrest. Um, they carry them. There's a coffee shop called Lounge Coffee Shop in Frisco. They will start carrying them as well. And then the Green Spot in Dallas near White Rock Lake, they're going to carry them. And then Spanga and Flower Mound in South Lake as well. Dang. Wait I go, mean, I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm like so hustling cool. on this side, trying to like <laughs> with yeah. my full-time job. Yeah, right. I know, I know how well, you I- feel. Well, another side note in I, my full-time job is with favor delivery. I don't know. Yeah. So I know a lot of like restaurants. I'm like, I don't know if I could help you at all get in touch with retailers, but I'm always happy to connect people. 
So uh, yeah, we definitely need to that. connect on that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, um, you know, people have been so amazing regarding Bella Bars and just, you know, people I've met throughout this journey that have been willing to help. And um, it's just really cool to see how, you know, people have rallied uh, around this and people, a lot of people I don't even know have supported this, especially females. And I think it's, I think it's amazing the community that you can really build. It's really cool. Yeah. That's so cool. I can't wait to get our hands on some so we can spread the word as well. So yes, (laughs) yes, that's so awesome. So where do you see this going for you? And I'm curious to know what would be like your dream kind of goal where you would sit back and just be like, holy moly, like, I cannot believe this is happening as far as like where all your bars would be sold. Like, do you have like a dream retailer or is it national, international? Like, what is that for you? Yeah. It's so funny. Like I, you know, right now I've just been so much in execution mode and to think about like long-term where I would like to be, it's just, (laughs) I can, I can daydream all day long. I think, you know, for me, I would love to be in larger chains eventually, like, you know, the Whole Foods and the Kroger's and the Walmarts of the world. But, you know, for me right now, it's really just trying to start local and get that brand awareness. So when somebody does go into a Whole Foods, they're like, what is this bar? I've never seen this before. I don't know this story. Um, So for me, it's like really trying to like, get roots into local and then get that knowledge base up around the brand and that brand awareness to kind of to to help sell once I do get in those bigger retailers. As far as long term, I mean, I would love to have this company for years. I know that that's a that's a lofty goal. I think a lot of people get in it to to be bought out, which you know, I think eventually a lot of people get to that point because it's a lot. It's a lot to start your own business and to kind of create it from ground up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I would love eventually to be able to get it to a point where I'm able to do it full time and, you know, financially be able to, to support my family. That would be amazing. And for really like long-term, if, if I did get handed, you know, a very large check, that would be wonderful. I think for me also too, it would just be to really give back. I would love to do a mentorship program for starting entrepreneurs, because I had so many questions and faced so many bumps in the beginning. And I kind of wish that I had someone to kind of talk with and talk through. And I actually, I was fortunate enough to meet my recipe developer, Jamie, who really did kind of help me with all of that. But just to kind of pay it back, I think would be my ultimate goal. Because you know, starting this is like I said, it's tough. And I just I, some of the questions I just wish I could have bounced off somebody in the very beginning. So I yeah. would love to just do like a mentorship program, especially females, females only own like 20% of small businesses. And I, I would love to see that number come up. So um, yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. I love that idea. Did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Or does it did it just spark from like the experience that you had? Yeah. So my father, he was an entrepreneur. He started his um, own car business when I was like 10 years old. And every day I feel like he would just be like, Nicole, 
the only way to, you know, make it in this world is to, to be your own boss. And I was like, yeah, okay, dad, like I'm going to go play on the playground. And I, yeah. feel like <laughs> he instilled that in me at a very, very young age. It, obviously education was important, but it was something that he thought that was kind of the way to do it. So I kind of learned from him. Um, and I think it's really ingrained in you. I think you either have it in your blood or you don't. And some days I wish like I could just stick with the corporate route because it'd probably be a lot easier and a less risky, but it's just something innately that I have in me. And, you know, my father was a big influence and he passed away about five years ago, very suddenly. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's just, I know he's watching out for me and he's like, so excited that I took his advice all these years. And he's finally, I'm fine. He's like, finally, she got it. Like she's doing it. So for sure. I love that. Well, maybe spiritually your dad and our mom are bringing us together because the reason we keep doing our podcast, honestly, is for our mom because she was just so excited about it and loved listening every week. And I definitely miss those calls after each episode of like what she thought. And (laughs) so I get that for sure. That's a really big why as well for your company. So really cool. Definitely. And I I know you guys definitely get it. So yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes, but you, you just keep going and know they're, they're always watching. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's we recently we recently <laughs> we uh, recently were asked to do a mag actually a Dallas Magazine article and interview. And anyway, one of the questions that we got asked that I don't think I've ever been asked before. I'm not sure about you, Megan, but it said, uh, "What are your thoughts surrounding risk taking?" And so we, Megan, Kristen, and I kind of chatted a little bit about it and kind of like you, we were also, our dad, uh, always, he was a dentist by trade, but he has always been an entrepreneur as well since we've been born. And so he always had that attitude too. And he was kind of probably on the extreme side of risk taking and our mom was, could be risky in some ways as well. But so like you, it kind of just felt second nature to us Mm -hmm. as far as being surrounded by that in our early years at home. So I, I agree with everything that you said when you're kind of just like our dad would lay down with each of us at night. And uh, especially with us three girls, we have a brother too, who is an entrepreneur as well. But, and he would just say in our ear, like, I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, I know I can. And he would have a, us repeat it. And I, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I do like these affirmations with my son. And I know that's kind of a and thing. It seems like that's a popular thing these days, but yeah. I feel like dad was giving us affirmations way back when, before that was even a thing. So, and it sounds like your dad did too. Yeah. I love that. Very, yes. Very, very similar. And a lot of times I'm like, okay, like I just wanted to, you know, like go back to playing or doing whatever I wanted to do. And yes. Now, yeah. like, you know, I, I never got a chance to really tell him like how much I appreciated it. Obviously, with this business now, but it's, uh, it's funny what you like as a kid, you're like, Oh, just like, let me be. But now I'm like, Oh, thank you for like doing that. Cause it, it really, really helped me in and kind of instilled like the work ethic and, you know, be trying to be an entrepreneur, um, just learning from yeah. him. So. Yes. I'll never forget too, dad. When I was 18, we were on a flight and he brought me the book, rich dad, poor dad. And he was like, Hey, I want you to read this on the flight. And I kind of, I got through maybe four pages and I was like, this stresses me out. No way. And, and I like 
put it down. And then little did I know years later, my husband and I do real estate investing. And, and sure enough, I picked that book back up. And that was one of the first kind of foundational books that, that got, got us started. But so, <laughs> that's so funny. That I is. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nicole, this has been such a pleasure. I love your story and how cool that Bella Bars is named after your daughter. She'll love that one day. <laughs> and yeah. uh, thank you for sharing your story. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to share or talk about? No, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, I, I just want to say, and to you guys, you totally understand. I think, you know, being a working mom and trying to like you know, have these goals for yourself, I think it can be very difficult. And a lot of people have these, you know, dreams to do things and, you know, reality hits, you have kids, you have to, you know, pay bills. And just, I, you know, have been through this experience and just want like other women and like moms to know that like, you know, like you can do it. Like you just have to kind of ask for help and lean on other people, you know, especially mentors to kind of help you through. But like, you can definitely do it as hard as it is. And it's a juggle. You have to like kind of go, you know, and follow your passion and follow your goals and dreams. Cause you know, I, I feel like if I didn't do this, I would always like kick myself and say like, I, sh you know, like Nicole, you should have done that. And there's a million reasons why I, I shouldn't have started this company. Right. But <laughs> I think, you know, like just trying to follow through on your dreams is just so important. And so that's just really when I, what I want to leave here today. But I really appreciate you guys' this time. You've been wonderful. And I'm just excited to, to be here and kind of get, get my story out. So thank you. Yeah, of course. I love that advice. And I think that I love that you mentioned that it does take help. <laughs> we're yes. all, we're all human and we're just one person. And so I think that that's just the reality of it. We can't do it all. And in what this podcast is all about, just giving ourselves grace and mm -hmm. um, chasing our dreams. And I think that you kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast how, you know, you didn't have a background in the food industry mm -hmm. and, and all of that. But I think that's just even more testimony to when you have that burning thing kind of deep inside to not ignore it and, and just figure out how to make it work and that we are good enough. And we have what it takes. So I love that yeah. message. Yeah. I was going to say too, like what you were saying reminded me, do you listen to the podcast, How I Built This? I do. I okay. love it. <laughs> me too. So I was listening to the Siete Foods one. Have you listened to that one yet? No, I haven't. Okay. So I love their brand. So they, one of, they're a family and one of the daughters was had autoimmune disorders. So she had to completely change how she ate. And so she actually created, and they're from Laredo. So, you know, Mexican food is a really big part of their life. And so she actually created the tortilla was the first thing she made from almond flour. And it really wasn't on the market back when she made it. And you made a comment that she made. It was, she said something really? about, yeah, about how she would just kick herself. Like she didn't it took her so long to finally take the leap because she was afraid of not having health insurance. But her brother said to her, but won't you regret it if you walk into a store and you see an almond flour tortilla and it's not yours. And so oh, wow. anyway, she, that is what finally made her like decide to start to go for it. Cause she was like, Oh yeah, I'd be so mad. <laughs> like, So I was just thinking that for you, like if you walked into a store and you saw, you know, a bar that was, you know, originally made for gestational diabetes, you'd be like, ah, so I'm so oh, glad I you went for it. 
<laughs> yes, I'd be kicking myself definitely. And that's yeah. that's interesting that she said that. It's uh yeah. yeah. You'll have to listen to that one because they had no food industry background either. So really? um, yeah, well, and they're from I Texas. So will. yeah. <laughs> yes, I and love that. Yeah, I love their products by the way too. Their tortillas are awesome. Awesome. But anyways, thank you so much, Nicole. This was truly amazing and we have to just keep in touch and we can't wait for our listeners to try your bars too. It's going to be great. We're going to do a giveaway. So everybody stay tuned on social media. Yeah. And I know you already let us know where we can find your bars, but let our listeners know where they can find you. Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, all the things it's at the Bella Bard or at the Bella Bars, sorry, the Bella Bars. And yeah, and my website too, thebellabars.com. So you can find me, you can message cool. me. I'd love to hear from, to hear from people. So yeah. Yay. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, if you don't mind, we love to close out our podcast with a little prayer. Do you mind if we pray? Yeah. I love that. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for bringing Nicole to us and our listeners. And we just pray for Nicole and her family and her business. And we pray for um, success and prosperity and fulfillment uh, for Bella Bars. And we just pray for all of our listeners listening today that they receive your unconditional peace wherever they're at in their life and that you remind them that you are always there by their side. And, um, I pray that they have a desire to seek you and in all things in the hard times and in the good times. And just please help us to continue to, um, share your love and shine your light wherever we go and whoever we encounter. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Listeners, thank you for tuning in another week. We love you guys, and we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you have a really, really good week. Yes. Bye. Thanks, Nicole. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl I Slept in My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com, where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it and yeah, make it a great week. God bless.